0: It's the 2 Kruhl, Crew, Robin Youssef. Run your mouth, fix, press yourself. Voicing our concerns and relieving your stress. And yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay and respect. Steady drop of knowledge and the issues are fresh. Yeah, the show is live, but we do it to death. Most deaf, you know that no one does it better than us. But don't listen with your kids, cause we're likely to cuss. Weighing in on some dope topics. Lend a ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound to be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby. Have a good time. Robin, you, Seth, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch. Yo, we out of our minds. Run your mouth. Run your mouth. Run your mouth. What's up, everybody? It's a Run Your Mouth episode. I have no idea. I should have looked it up. I'm going to get on top of that. Uh, This is interesting. This is the first episode I am doing flying completely solo. So for those of you who tune in for Yussel, or tune in for my guests, this is an episode you're going to hate, and I uh, encourage you to turn this off now, because it's going to be a lot of just me talking into dead air, which is completely interesting. It's a new thing. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's an experiment. We are on an adventure together to find out what it's like when I talk into a microphone for probably not an hour. We'll, we'll probably do about three minutes, call it a short one, and uh, reconvene next week when Yussel gets back from his travels. So to start off, Yussel actually uh, he sent me a letter. That's not true. He sent me an email. Who the fuck sends letters these days? You gotta be a real asshole if you're sending someone a letter. Like something's gone wrong. So we're gonna check in with our co-host. He's uh, out on vacation. So let's uh, let's take a quick look at this letter he sent me from the road. I have to turn that down or that's gonna get really annoying. (laughs) Dearest Robert, I send you this email from the high hills of North Carolina where I vacationed with my family. After long months of hard work at an office, I finally have a few vacation days in which to rest my feet and enjoy a much-needed break. I write to you because this journey has led to me believe that it is important that you not have kids. A 15-hour car ride will give a man time to think. Too much time. In fact, I spend most of that time considering crashing my car into oncoming traffic. I think that perhaps if there's another father in that lane I will be doing him a favor as well and secure my spot amongst the angels in heaven. I I don't think we're going to read any more of this Um, but what we will do is check in with Yussel. I'm going to give him a call in a couple minutes. I'll tell you Reading that letter, the one thing going through my brain, I don't know if you were just sitting there kind of listening to it, is uh, this is why I don't like podcasting solo, is while I was reading it, it was like, I want to do a second take to get that stupid, dumb colonial voice down, which if you saw, by the way, I put out a new newsroom this week, Um, if you're listening to this, go check that out, it'll make me feel good if it gets a click on YouTube, so there are 40 of you that listen to this, there's no reason why come sometime mid next week I won't see 40 fucking clicks on that I will show up in your like Hector I will call you till you stop listening to this podcast until you go to YouTube click that stupid thing and watch it because on that I mean you can do a million takes I drive myself crazy with takes but enough talk about that let's check in with Yussel from the road Um, hopefully he hasn't murdered his kids because that would make for a pretty awkward phone call and you don't want to put that kind of information on a podcast you know this could all potentially be public record here we go Giving giving him a call with our low-tech technology. I gotta set up the mics. Oh, I gotta put that on speakerphone. I'm an idiot. Hello. Is that Yussell? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I need like uh I need like two seconds to readjust the microphones. It is it i a I'm like wrapped in wires right now. I can't move and I don't have this set up well. Can you give me two seconds to reset the mic? Course. Okay, give me one are second. Are we even
1: recording yet?
0: Oh, dude, we are so live. We're like 25 minutes uh, into this thing.
1: Yeah, so of course you can, you can uh, spend a few minutes readjusting if we're, if we're uh, actually live now.
0: Okay, give me a second. <laughs> Nothing like some dead air. All right. No, no, we're all set up. Can you hear me? I'm like, I, I mean, I'm talking into a mic. I got headphones on and I just have like a microphone set up into the speakerphone, but can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. This is a pretty sweet setup. Excellent. And I might actually keep you on air for a little bit, because I fucking hate talking to nothing. It's, like, weird as fuck, dude. Okay. Um, I'm so...
1: I'm, I'm on my couch. Have you, my cat just, uh, has to be let in, so... Wait, you t- ready.
0: You're not in North Carolina anymore?
1: No, I got back, uh... Yesterday.
0: Oh, so why the fuck aren't I podcasting on your couch right now?
1: Because... This is better. This is better.
0: This is better? Yossel, are you quitting the podcast? Is that what's going on here?
1: I don't know if I would, would have been able to even make it to, to get you from the train station.
0: Why? Your kids exhausted you that much?
1: Oh, my God. I've been... Well, the, way, the way back up took two days. We stopped halfway. We've been doing nothing but traveling through the uh, eastern seaboard the past week.
0: This is what vacation with your kid sounds like. You sound like a woman who just gave birth.
1: <laughs> um yeah, I I'm pretty on par with that. So uh, it, it wasn't that bad. It was it was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, what was what was the highlight?
1: The highlight of the trip or the highlight of the, the driving?
0: Uh you can give us both. I didn't have much prepared today, so talk all you want.
1: Alright. So uh, I guess the highlight was on to the beach in uh, Charleston.
0: All right. Nice beach. <laughs> nice beach.
1: When you're, let me ask you, uh, nice wave, nice ocean.
0: When you go to the beach, is there any part of you that's like reluctant to take your shirt off or you don't know anyone there so you don't give a fuck?
1: Oh, I do not give a fuck.
0: Right. I'm the same way, if I'm you're
1: not... Like, like, it has to be under the right circumstances. Like, if you're on the beach, like, you know, like it just... I just feel like no one, no one really cares.
0: Right. No, I feel the same way. If I'm not around people I know, I don't give a fuck. But it happens to be like, I mean, I just have a weird body. Even when I was a kid and I was like skinny, I still kind of had like bitch tits. So I used to pull that move. Uh If I ever went to like one of like those summer pool party kind of thing, I used to pull the whoops, I fell in the pool move. No, no, but I was, I was too, like, I, I was too cool to be like, oh, I'm going to keep my t-shirt on, so I always pretended to fall in the pool with it on, like, oh, I guess I already fell with it on, might as well just keep it on. You ever pull that move?
1: No, uh, you're a special breed, Robbie. Oh, I don't I, think you've changed since then, either. Oh, sounds like,
0: I figured that that was a classic fat kid move. This
1: this kind of sounds like that's what, what your, your kind of MO across the board is.
0: What to pretend like you know, I'm like?
1: Oh, like I'm just doing this for for a gag, but like you really are very self self aware.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that might have. Uh, you know what? That comment might have run a little too deep. I might just have to hang up on you now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> you can't, uh, thanks. You can't, really, uh, you can't really threaten me right now. <laughs>
0: Right, because you mean you're just on your couch and you're comfortable, and you want
1: yeah, I'm in control now, Robbie.
0: And you want to go to sleep because of all your time on the road. Uh, all right, this question's right up your alley. Do the Cavaliers? Yeah, go ahead. Do the Cavaliers have a chance?
1: Are you asking this question yesterday or today?
0: I'm asking it today with the with that three with zero, that third zero loss chance. zero chance. Let me ask you this because I I don't really follow basketball that much, but do they kind of sit down? And just crunch numbers where like you, you could just look at it you go okay LeBron's good for X amount of points in a game so we need to have four other support staff players that are going to total up to this amount of points if we're going to be able to basically win games is that is it done like because um, it seems what did the Warriors change from last year they picked up that one player who's been putting up like 40 points a game right
1: yeah they added uh, one of the greatest players in the league right now right but then just, so just when like w- him on the but when that kind
0: of, So when that kind of shit happens, though, do they just kind of look like... If you just looked at the scores from last year, I'm talking out of my ass. I literally haven't watched two seconds of this, but yeah. if you look at the scores from last year and you just hack on that points, so is that just the difference that they got one more player who can put up 30 points in a game, so it's like they can't match that?
1: Well, it's, it's not as simple as, as that. It's, yeah, it's like the league has gotten more analytical in that sense where people are, you're, you're kind of judging like... You know, the uh, the point output per, per unit or per, you know, like, how, how, you know, that guy is a little bit better than what they would have had before this, or whatever it is, and kind of extrapolate over a season, over a series, over a playoffs, over, you know, a game or whatever it is. Um, so for like, the, You still have to end up playing the game, No, like, No, I
0: get it, but so essentially... You
1: could have easily won last night and all that, all the analytics would go to shit, essentially. Right, but... It, but, but at this point, they're down 3 nothing, and they're toast.
0: Right, so basically, though, for next year, the Cavs have to look at the... Like, you can't go, oh, LeBron needs to play better, the team needs to play better. You basically look at it and go, okay, we need either a defensive player who can shut someone like that down, or we need another player who can put up 25, 30 points, like, in a game.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, on a very simple level. That's, that's what it is. But, like... A lot more goes into it because, you know, like, also, uh, first of all, like, you, they could just lose people that just go off or, like, their current players are a year older and that, that factors into it, too.
0: Oh, and you mean if you lose some production, I get deduce,
1: it. Like, yeah, like, oh, there's some players that are, you know, getting better and there's some, people, some players that are getting worse, so they have to kind of balance it and see, you know, like, who to kind of, replace them with, uh, to maximize the value and things like
0: that. Right. So, okay. It, it, so moving on, um, I've been watching a little bit too much Mad Men and I have a general rule that I will not start old shows because it ruins my life. Like I've had, like I'll watch an episode of Homeland and if I'm a season behind, that means I'm not leaving the house till I finish the season. Like, I, and so typically speaking, I won't start anything that's a couple seasons behind because I know it's a disaster. For some reason, I was on my friend's Netflix the other day, because of course I'm not paying for Netflix. I'm a fucking freeloader, uh, and and Bad Men's there. And I'm kind of like, hey, I'm a sales guy. I'm working in ads right now. Like, let me. Uh, I'm curious to see what one episode of this is. And at first, it was perfect because it was boring enough that like I didn't get hooked, but it was enjoyable enough that I could actually like at the end of a long day of work watch one episode of TV. But now I'm just hooked and, like, I'm bored with it, but I feel like I have to finish it. it. too good? No, I don't love it. Like, I'm I'm bored with it. Like, it doesn't doesn't quite thrill me, but I feel like I have to know what fucking happens. It's, like, the worst of both those things. And I'm finding that Mad Men's a particularly dangerous show to watch because you watch that show and my brain's just like, "I I gotta smoke and drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? That show really hooks you into, like, dude, drinking and smoking cigarettes is the shit. Now, I don't know. Were you ever? Were you ever a cigarette smoker?
1: Um, yeah, here and there, but not like Mad Men.
0: Right. I was never. At one point, I was never like a hardcore cigarette smoker. I always had a great system for um cigarettes, which is. I found going back to high school, because we used to smoke occasionally in high school, was that if I never smoked two days in a row, I never really got addicted. And I kept that rule for a long time. Like, I found if I smoked cigarettes one day, I'd kind of crave them the next day. But if I just kind of, like, fought it on day two, then I never really had, like, hardcore need for cigarettes and i could kind of go a week without it the only time was when i first was in israel and we were going out drinking a lot i had a stretch where i was like smoking every night and then i remember at one point i had to pick a night like oh i can't because i I started like craving a like a cigarette before bed that was my big cigarette where i found i could not go to sleep till i had that cigarette and i was like all right i have to stop this and that was the hardest habit i've ever broke and i was never even a hardcore cigarette smoker what was your level of smoking not even that. Not even that. So reason like I, in recent years, I'd say like in the last four or five years, I've smoked about a pack a year, if even. It would be like if I was out gambling, occasionally out late night drinking. Um, but recently in watching Mad Men, I've kind of been going at it with uh, Turkish Royals. That that's kind of become my brand of choice. They're actually sponsoring the oh podcast. God,
1: you're like, no, no. And then did this to you?
0: No, no, no. I'm not I'm not really smoking, um, but I kinda of am. But anyways I've, I'm convinced, like you know, there's there's kind of been that stereotype. I, I think that we can all agree that people look cool while they're smoking, or there's that affiliation where people kind of think smoking. I mean, now I guess people just kind of see it as gross, but you under, you kind of know the stereotype that I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so I think to me, like, the core of cool is people being unbothered by shit. So, for example, it's like if me and you sat down and we ate chili and beans and an hour later it disturbs my stomach and I got to go make diarrhea, whereas you can go run a marathon, you kind of just have a cooler disposition than me. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. And I think that's... Diarrhea is not cool. <laughs> there's nothing cool about diarrhea. But I think cross-board, no. that's kind of what... Like, if we're in a room and, like, there's no air conditioner and it just doesn't bother me and you're, like, complaining like an old Yenta, like, you're less cool than me in that situation. Like, the core of cool is kind of, to an extent, like, obviously some, you know, some homeless guy who's unbothered by everything because he's sitting his own shit, that would be the extreme. But I would say, yeah. like, typically speaking, cool is that you're just unbothered by shit. Are you on board with that theory? Yeah, I'm, I'm a... Very,
1: I'm a- Kind of core level
0: of cool, um, right? There's nothing. Yeah, I would
1: agree. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I would take AC a, a thousand times over it a, every single time. Like, I okay, I'm not cool. Who, who gives a fuck? I want f- some fucking
0: AC. Right. Well, that's getting technical. And there's also nothing less cool than this technical of a conversation about what is and isn't cool. But now I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, think that. Least totally cool. I don't think that. Like, okay. So I, I I stuck with my rule of never smoking cigarettes two days in a row. By the way, I've smoked about five cigarettes. I'm not like uh, I'm not like smoking packs a day here. But anyways, on I, let's say I think I opened up what's today? Today's Thursday. So let's say I think I popped open this pack late night Monday night because I was out drinking till three in the morning and I bought the pack. Next day I don't smoke. The following day, by the way, here's what's best about cigarettes: like if I don't feel like getting work done and you procrastinate, you go eat like some snacks, you end up feeling like shit. Cigarettes are the perfect procrastination thing because you smoke a cigarette because, like, you're bored, you don't want to get shit done, and then you can fucking concentrate. Like, cigarettes knock the shit out of coffee, Adderall, like, anything. I, I don't know, if you ever, like... Y- I- you probably never smoked at work. You're just not a cigarette guy. Um,
1: I've never smoked at work, yes. But
0: I, hope there's some, I hope there's some kid listening to this who's having a hard time in college or something who listens and goes, you know what, maybe I'm going to try cigarettes. Maybe that'll be the thing that'll help me out. But anyways... Day two, so I smoked maybe three cigarettes. I'm telling you, I woke up the next morning, I just felt it in my lungs, and I was like, how do people do this for, like, I don't even understand how you can get addicted to it, because by day three, like, I just felt it in my throat and lungs, like, ugh, like, ugh, I can't handle this. And then I realized, cigarette smokers, it's not that cigarettes are cool, it's that you gotta be a pretty fucking cool person to be able to handle smoking cigarettes. Right. So you're in agreement with my theory.
1: No, yeah, it's you need to be a certain, I guess, type to be able to even handle the the experience, the whole, or the the whole lifestyle.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, you got to I'm just telling you, like, you can't be like a whiny Jew like me who. Constantly injured and has back pain, and be like, it's not going to suit you. You can't be like an old Yenta yeah. kind of person. You have to have like a little, you uh, yeah, you got to have a little grizzle to even like. I, I could only aspire to become a long term cigarette smoker. I don't even have that disposition, which you could say is lucky. Yeah. I'll probably die early of something else, though.
1: Yeah, diarrhea.
0: Yeah, just... <laughs> Do people die from that? Probably. Probably in third-world countries. All right. I think you're going to be a fan of um, this next topic, and then I'm going to let you oh, go.
1: Probably, we, we kind of blew through my vacation pretty quickly.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I guess,
1: so maybe I, didn't really, I, didn't, I, guess I really didn't inspire you with just a beach comment.
0: No, um, let let me... Uh, anything you want to report in on. We're, we're here to listen.
1: Well, first of all, let's just say... It, it, Whatever, I guess it's boring to say, oh, the beach was a highlight or whatever. But it, it's, it's a great place, especially down there. Like, the, the water in the ocean was just, like, consistently warm. Like, the sand was perfect. Like, it wasn't rocky. It wasn't, it was just, it was just outstanding. And also, the kids, like, there was something, like, magical in terms of they just were, like, perfectly content.
0: You mean the, oh, like, for the first time, you didn't have to listen to, like, a whole bunch of whiny bullshit.
1: Yeah, they, like, weren't, like, they were just happy, just, like, sitting there, going to the water a little bit, coming back, playing with the sand, like, and, you know, like, not, it was just, I don't know, there was something, there was something special there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was nice. Um, but the actual, who gives a fuck about, you know, like, my vacation, but, um, (laughs) driving down there fucking insane on the on like the surface driving with two kids under four but it turned out to be pretty fucking good
0: let me ask you this
1: at any point seriously like we were we were dreading like oh like we're gonna be we're gonna kill one of them like we won't kill both of them but I thought that's why you took the trip yeah, like one one's
0: gonna <laughs> consolidate you know. to whoever the strongest one is to survive a car ride. It's like uh, that yeah, that exactly. video game we were talking yeah, about.
1: Like, okay, we'll sacrifice one to get down there. Um, but what was it? So, we left early, early Sunday morning, like four thirty in the morning, and right. in one straight shot, we we got there Sunday night at like nine.
0: Let me ask you like this: 12 and, at any point 12 and in time. At any point in time, did you have to change a diaper on the hood of your car?
1: Not on the hood. In the back seat. yes. There were a couple uh, emergency pee-in-the-bushes on the side of the highway moments. Classic. But the older one. I still do
0: that as but, an adult.
1: But that, like, I, I prefer that. I personally, like, for me, like, there was a, one time where I just pulled off, like, on, this, on like, the children, like, didn't even go into like the bushes. Just did it in the shoulder, like in front of the car. Um, nice.
0: And and you have girls. Or, that's not even boys.
1: Oh, with, with the I'm saying that was that was just a, a me urination. With the with the kid, she she liked the whole like, you know, like going into nature.
0: Oh, and, like, no, okay. It was like a so real. Go, to, it, it was a real a further in a real teal. All right, I want to get oh, yeah. I want to get back to the news. Anything else to report
1: from South Carolina? No, we'll, we'll end there.
0: Beach highlight. Okay, so I've been on a bit of an unhealthy <laughs> eating tear. I, did I lose you, yosel? A
1: little bit. I didn't hear that.
0: All right, I I've, All I've been,
1: heard was the, the ear cutting me
0: off. <laughs> 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 well, I can't. I just can't relate to the the kid when they need to urinate. Talk so much. I. I it's not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess it's not it's,
0: premium content. It's not something I researched at all this week. <laughs> you know, like, you got to let me know about topics like that beforehand so I can have something to say about it. Oh, you want to hear something yeah, I
1: funny? I, I should prep want one um, on the shit that I've done in my life. Can I t- okay, I, uh, this is great. Off.
0: There's a call coming in on the phone right now, and the reason why that's happening is I wanted to make sure that the microphone hooked up to the phone would work, so I must have called, like, 12 people. So I can only imagine how many more people are going to call us while we're recording, but whatever. Um, Okay, I've been on a bit of an unhealthy eating tear. Dude, I found a new bakery that we're going to have to get you out to. But anyways, I've learned from all these terrorist attacks that are going on out in Europe that you can't allow yourself to get too hungry. Because I think what's going on out there is it's Ramadan. These guys are fasting all month, and... To me, this situation makes for, like, the ultimate Snickers bar commercial. You know, it's like a terrorist, he's wearing the vest, you're not you and you're hungry, he eats the thing, and he goes, oh my God, if you know what I almost just did. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the last time I ever fast again. Uh, now, as long as we're joking about terrorism, did you did you see about the Ari Grande makeup concert? The makeup concert? Yeah, so she had the... Oh, did she go back? Yeah, she went back. She did a makeup concert. So first, I'm reading this headline, and the headline was Manchester One Love Concert. Thousands posing as victims of terror attack to get free tickets. And I read that. I was like, what, are people showing up looking like burn victims? Like, what are you doing to pretend like? But then it turned out it was just an online application. But now let me ask you this. I got a question for you, Yussel. I would feel like if I was at that first concert, there is no way in fuck I'm going back to that same concert. Like, I see you going. Oh,
1: you're not. Yeah, yeah, that's one and done for me.
0: Absolutely.
1: Special Ariana Grande. Like, it's like, all right, uh, I guess I'll go see Ariana Grande. And then there's a fucking terrorist attack. I'm not even putting on an Ariana Grande CD.
0: Right, you're never right. That's the end of it. You're never listening to this broad again. I felt like I can only imagine sitting there and having like a final destination moment. You remember those movies? Yeah. You sit like, there. You realize you're sitting next to the same person at the last concert. The song that came on then comes on. I would just freak the yeah, fuck you're out. Gonna freak
1: the fuck out. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you t- to how much a degree like. This kind of resonates in a way. There was one time I was watching this movie, and halfway through it, I got like some bad news of like someone passing away. I, I've never, I've never cut such like movie ever again. Like, I would, <laughs> it's uh, like, and it's not, it, like, you know, like, I, I wouldn't even go near it,
0: you know? I get it. By the way, can I tell you, that's kind of like the, uh, the curve. Like the core thinking of like OCD that the uh the ritual has an effect on things. I had at my at my last sales job for the first three weeks, it was the worst job you ever had in your entire life because you felt like a telemarketer. You're just on the phone, you don't know what you're doing. You're following a script, calling contractors. You have to dial for three to four hours a day, which if you think about an eight-hour workday, that means you're not even taking a minute between calls, right? So. You're just sitting there. They're watching your hours. You got to make these phone calls, and it's the worst thing in the world. So I'm there three weeks. I don't think I make one sale, and all the kids around me are making sales, so I'm kind of actually behind the group. I'm in trouble. And then one day in the course of an hour, I got two sales, and when I got those two sales, I started thinking, okay, what did I do today when I got to work? I bought a coffee from this place. I'm always going to that place. I bought an egg. The egg didn't taste good. I threw it out. I'm throwing out an egg every single morning. (laughs) Now, obviously... Obviously, I didn't, I didn't end up doing that, but I'm telling you, I legitimately sat down and I had that thought. Okay, now here, after all that horrible terrorism, um, I got some hopeful news for us. Out in Japan, okay. there's a major economic crisis because of falling birth rates, and it's posing a serious problem for the economy, which I think it's time that maybe I go out there and impregnate some Japanese women, you know? It's time that I help out the world. Me. All right, we'll just move on. Well, I'll 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 I'll, I'll put in some uh, I'll put in some crickin noises after this. All right, here's the last news right. story. I'm going to keep you on the phone for, her, and then I'm going to grind some real news. Unless you want to hang out for, I don't think you want to hang out for it. I think it's going to no, be. I'll, I'll stick around.
1: What, what do I
0: have to do? All right, you're sticking around. Um, next story, in Russia, Putin. So he had this documentary that was about, like, criticizing him and what he was doing. So he banned it, got it off the internet, got it everywhere, off everything. And then Pornhub comes along to save the day, and they put it up on Pornhub, which that's got to be the most exposure you can possibly get for a political article. You know what I mean? Like, it was probably fun. Yeah. I mean, because any sane individual is on Pornhub three times a day. We're all men. We know what's going on here. Like And that, to me, is the path for freedom. We were talking about last week. um, Oh, actually, you weren't on it, but uh, Facebook, they're kind of starting to police for fake news and shit. I'm telling you, these fucking porn websites are coming to the rescue. Next, (laughs) Jeff Sessions offered to quit amid, amid strains with Trump. So you got, here's the story with Jeff Sessions. He's, him and Trump are like, you know, same conservative team. Trump appoints him and Then Sessions recuses himself from, I guess, any rush investigation. Trump's kind of pissed off about that because he's trying to get some control over that. So if all the people who have a conflict of interest aren't representing his interest, you see what I'm saying? It's like a problem. So him and Sessions are a little bit at, um, at odds with each other. So he's thinking about stepping down. Trump has fired so many people at this point I'm just thinking he spent too much time filming The Apprentice like I think maybe Trump thinks that whoever's the last person he doesn't fire gets to stay on as president (laughs) like
1: (laughs) yeah and then then they can kind of like start like anew where (laughs) like just how a normal president would work and operate not you know cleaning house all over the place and just kind of like putting together cabinet that's normal, and things like that. As opposed to, there's no fucking, he has no fucking people, you know, it's un- around him to, to do anything. It's, it's, it's
0: unbelievable. I mean, he's like already like a year in, and all he does is kind of fire and rehire people, even the people that are sticking around. It's like, he's angry at them one week, he's okay with them the next week. It's insanity. Now, today, there was the Comey testimony. I didn't watch it at all. Um, but when I was kind of thinking about the Comey testimony, Testimony is, to me, it's kind of a situation of hate the game and not the player. Like, the complaint here should not be Trump's relationship with the FBI director. It should more be a conversation about whether or not the president should be allowed to control the FBI. Like, if, if Trump has it within his power to f- hire fire the guy at will, so then of course he's going to try and make sure that it's a political ally. Like, to me, at that point, he... he It's almost odd to me that, like, Comey got the forum that after being fired they'll bring him back to give testimony and you kind of catch what I'm saying at all?
1: Yeah, in a way, like, it's... it's, Like, it shouldn't be interconnected, you're saying? No, it's that... Where it's...
0: I think people are getting... People are getting upset with with Trump for things that are actually maybe just flaws in our political system. So as opposed to questioning... Whether or not Trump is acting in the interest in the country, the conversation should be, do we have the political office structured in a way that people can act in a way that's detrimental to the country? In other words, like, the the conversation shouldn't be, should Trump have fired Comey? It should be, oh, if he has the power to fire someone who's not going to be a political ally, of course he's going to do that. So maybe the FBI director should be independent. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, to me, it's the like the wrong is, conversation. The
1: thing is, has, has any, any FBI. I, I, I guess this is. It's not like it's something I know. Um, it's just it's just a straight up question. Has any. I believe FBI so. Directed, been like, fired in been the past? Fired by yeah, the I believe, before? yeah, I
0: believe. Yeah, I don't think it's so atypical. Um, but I can't say that for a fact. I, I'm saying that because I think I read an article. I'm really. I'm saying straight up. Let, let's Google it right now. You're FBI. That it's
1: not atypical?
0: I don't think it's that, um, atypical, um, FBI director, um, replaced by president in the past. Let's just try that. I don't want to waste too much time typing shit into Google. Um, yeah, the last, the last president to, here, here's the answer. The last president to fire an FBI director, dun 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 Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton asked to, ousted William Sessions as FBI, as FBI director, in his party characterizing its division blah 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 um okay so what that was in what i guess that's the 90s yeah it's not it's the 90s that's when i was in second grade so i guess it's been a while i guess i guess it's pretty it's been atypical 20 years yeah i guess it's pretty atypical so,
1: yeah like it's the thing like and, he, and, and and it's not like this is the only guy <laughs> he's he's you know shoving out like he's, as you said before he's he's just all over the well,
0: the one thing that's incredibly odd, though, that I will... I, I don't want to... I feel like I keep defending Trump, and I don't like the guy. Um, the one thing that... It, well, there are two things that are really odd that kind of made sense to me in a legitimate way of Trump getting rid of Comey. The first is Comey comey would not make a public statement that he wasn't investigating Trump. So everything that you hear in the news about Russia meddling and that Trump um, kind of... Like there, there's two different things. There's one, hey, Russia actually interfered in our election, and two, that Trump worked along with the Russians in them, you know, fucking around with our elections. Those are two different things. So what the FBI was I'm investigating whether or not Russia interfered in our election, not if Trump had any relationship with Russia interfering with our election. And Comey would not make a public statement about that, which allowed the yeah, media he
1: doesn't, want, he doesn't
0: want to get killed. By who? I don't know. No, but the point um, is no, but that's factual. And that would have been it would have like been a any, it would have been a factual statement to say, around. hey, we're investigating if Russia fucked around in our election, but just so you know, we're totally not looking into whether or not Trump um, was acting with the Russians because there's no evidence to support that. As opposed to just say, hey, Russia interfered in our election, the media runs Ha- you know, chaotically saying it was Trump working along with the Russians which there is no investigation of that so there's no reason for the media to be continuing to play up that charge and then he goes to Comey and says well can you at least make that clear and he refuses so that's a little bit crazy the other thing that was a little bit crazy with him is that you have all these leaks coming through and I guess he looks at the people in the FBI to go hey we gotta do something about all these leaks I'm trying to work over here and people are going to the press every week you're not getting my back I need someone who's gonna get my back so, those two things are reasonable. With that, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have much to say about it. You want to pipe in? Well, tell, tell,
1: me, tell me, like, he he admitted to him personally leaking some stuff. Tonight. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he said that he leaked, uh, I don't know, the, the memo um, right after Trump threatened him with the, uh, that he had the tapes and shit.
0: Oh, I didn't watch the thing. I was too busy. I was too busy eating cake. Like
1: I don't know if that's like so, such a big deal. But like, he flat out admitted to that today. I don't know. Whatever. I
0: think Comey knows how to play politics. But the one thing I was thinking is that it was a little odd to me that he got the forum to get on TV and for I guess then to ask him to tell his side of the story. Like he got. I I don't really know what the typical political process in terms of getting fired from government. If then the Senate will pull you like I, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. But I was reading this book this week, um, called By the People by well, Charles Murray.
1: It kind of comes back to the the whole thing, like, um, like why wouldn't the the Senate not want to, you know, have their their moment to to grill this guy? Like that's we we've, we've discussed.
0: Oh, that they that. love doing it. And so why have, wouldn't they if they that's
1: can? That's the type of shit that they love. So like. This is this is a time like oh we could we oh, we could hammer this guy with a question? yeah let's sign me up like every everyone's game
0: to do that like, <laughs> right it's like if they right? could if they could they would fire someone from government every day and go through that whole process for the shits of it I, I get where you're coming from on that uh, so I was reading this book and it had this one line that I thought was pretty profound so the one line was when the legal process is more costly than you can afford it is indistinguishable from lawlessness. So what he was saying is like, if like for instance, you're an individual and a company decides to sue you for something, you can't afford your day in court. Or even like if the government, if you're in trouble with the government, you might need a public defender, which isn't very good. You end up settling. So the fact that you can't afford t- your day in court makes it no different than not having any like real legal system. It's really, you know, a, 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 an apparatus of freedom that forces you to kind of the will of what people with more money have. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know if I explained the quote well. Let me re- yeah, let me reread the yeah, quote. I,
1: no, I, I like the quote, but
0: not my explanation. Yeah. While I was giving my explanation, I was like, I think I should just left it alone with the quote. So let's all ignore what I said in that last paragraph. And let me just reread the quote. When the legal process in is that more last costly, paragraph. what? In that
1: last paragraph. Like well, you're a teacher, uh, reading, <laughs> reading off yeah, I'm just, the fucking course
0: material. That's true. I'm literally just staring down at my desk and talking out of my ass. So let me just reread the quote. When the legal process is more costly than you can afford, it is indistinguishable from lawlessness. So I was reading this article in the journal, um... It was the title was "Obscure Laws Proves Key for Ex Trump Aides," so they're going after both Mike Flynn and Paul Manafort. And the act that they're going after them for, um, I- I'm going to read just this one paragraph: a little-known statute that requires people to disclose when they're acting in the U.S. on behalf of foreign powers is central to federal investigations into two former associates of President Donald Trump, according to people familiar with the matter. Um, let's just skip ahead. Congress passed fara that's the name of the law that they might prosecute them for, in 1938 to expose covert Nazi influence campaigns on American soil. The law requires people to inform the Justice Department if they are taking uh, certain public relations or lobbying activities in the U.S. on behalf of so-called foreign principles. It goes on to say in this article that it's been lightly enforced and subject to loopholes, blah, 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 blah. But what I'm kind of picking up when it comes to the law, I feel like there's so many laws on the book that if they want to get you for something, they can, and if they want to look the other way, they can also.
1: Right. They could, could like, if they want to get to you... Then they they can. can, You know, get you for, like, jaywalking or some shit, like...
0: Right, there's always a law in the book that they can come after you for. So I also saw on a similar note... um,
1: Even if it's, like... They, they try you for something, like, something's like, Oh shit, that's not working. Like, oh, but we got this thing in the bag. And, like, this this in our back pockets uh, really fucked you.
0: Right, which just shows you it's all bullshit. That's not the way freedom is supposed to work, yeah, where they can exactly. kind of just pick and choose who they're going to fuck based off of whatever. Like, there's just enough and, law in the books. they catch you.
1: It, it even works on the, others, uh, on the other way around also. Like, you know, you could actually be, um, you know... <laughs> I'll bring it back to like a driving or you know like thing like stupid shit like that. Like you could actually be guilty. Like they want you to just like pay the fine or whatever and be done with it. Like okay, like we don't we don't want to deal with this at all. Like just pay us this and and you could be done with this, even though you were wrong. You know, like does that make sense? Yes. Like yeah. Like like they don't actually care about um. You know, the, what was actually done wrong, or they just want to it, be able you know, to bust you for something. Talk
0: to you. Right. Yeah. So here was another article I read this week. This was a political article called Democrats to Sue Trump Over Conflicts of Interest. Um, and uh-huh. what they're looking to sue him for is to stop his violations of the. I can't even read it. Emol- emoluments clause. To be fair, I'm not a great reader. It's probably not that. <laughs> it's probably not that big of a word, but this seems like the same thing. Where it's like you get enough lawyers to pour over the books, they're going to just find something they can get you for. You're a watcher of a uh, Silicon Valley, right? What was that? Do you watch the show Silicon Valley? Did you watch this past week's episode?
1: Oh yeah. So um, do. You- um, um- uh, a
0: few behind. Oh, okay. They had an episode this past week with um, that was kind of exploring patent trolls, which is the same thing of showing kind of the lawlessness and law that, you know, certain people who just kind of know the law well, if you can't afford a lawyer, just have the power to kind of fuck you on technical shit. Um, worth watching. Let's move on. So we've had quite a few discussions about kind of states, states going bankrupt, the ability to st- of um, kind of our overall theory has been the fact that if government was decentralized, there'd be more competition for you know um, residents of states so that they pay taxes. You on board with that statement so far? Yes. Okay. So out in Connecticut, they got this big problem. There's a budget deficit. So I read an article that Democrats are now proposing, this is part of what they're trying to do to cover the deficit. They can't raise taxes anymore because they're realizing that people just move out of the state. So Democrats are now proposing higher taxes on tobacco, expanding casinos, and eliminating some tax breaks. So what's great about this is that government, the people that are supposed to be looking out in best our best interest, are basically saying they got a plan. If we can just get more of our citizens to smoke and gamble, then we can balance the budget. That's exactly. fucking insane. The people who are out there, right, going, we're here for your best interest are no better than a fucking drug dealer. They're like, we just got to get more of the citizens to, to gamble and then we can raise some funds. So I saw a similar funny thing, which is Donald Trump has a new plan to build roads. Um, and their new plan is basically... You would think that with all the tax money and with all the money that they borrow, the simple job of providing infrastructure, roads that we can get to work, they can handle. But they can't. They don't have the money for it. So they got a new program where they want big investors, basically like Wall Street funds will invest in a highway, and then they'll be able to have a toll where they'll be able to take a portion of the toll. Now, at that point, okay. I don't even understand where government falls into that picture. You might as well just privatize the road. But really, what's going on is government just wants its piece of the pie. In other words, government's providing nothing except that they'll allow a private business to create a road that they can then have a toll and make money on, and government will just leech off that relationship, which essentially means that the people can't even make as big of an investment in the road. Does that make sense? But,
1: yeah, but it kind of makes sense. Like I know, can't really slight them because right now they own it so why not be able to you Oh you know, mean like, you mean cuz the they currently
0: they, they currently, currently um, Well no cuz you might be able to say like if I had a failed business that was going under and I couldn't get anyone to buy the business so well I okay I'll just flesh out this thought I already realized but it's wrong you might go okay this business is going under I'll let you take it over for free if you'll take my debt also and then if you can turn a profit great but I guess the point is that government owns the road so since there's something or some sort of an infrastructure already there, they want to make some of the money off of it. Fine. I'll give you that. The thing that's really, yeah, like, uh, yeah go ahead. Take, take the cuts. Right. So the one thing that's really funny <laughs> about having investors in making the roads is that government's basically going, listen, as long as you guys in the private sector have all the money are willing to do all the work, then we know exactly how we can provide you with roads like that's also an insane thing and then I was thinking how funny that campaign would have been if like a politician like Trump got along as opposed to saying hey I'm going to invest in infrastructure he went listen I got a great plan I know how to have your best interest in mind and that's I've called my friends on Wall Street who are going to fix the roads for you they're going to help us out can you imagine how insane that would have sounded as a campaign like oh don't worry Wall Street they'll fix it for us like no big deal all right
1: they're, they're, they're the street
0: and that's what they are gonna be listen doing. those guys they're at Wall Street those guys at Wall they're Street you know. they're so good at fixing stuff for the country they are so good they know how to do things that no one else can do it's gonna be so great um now on the same note of kind of like giving back power to the states and what um private individuals can even do so there was this big thing Bloomberg in certain states even though Trump pulled out of the Paris Accords are hopping on. And I think Bloomberg, he's giving some amount of money. I don't know if it's the full amount of money that the government was going to give. And then certain states are holding themselves to the criteria of the powers accord, even though the federal government is pulling themselves out of it, Um, which to me is just kind of a sign of the fact that we don't need federal government necessarily to be taking care of these things. If government gave back that role to the states or private individuals, they would step in and do what makes sense for them. Yeah, I'm just saying, to me, this is like an example of that coming to uh, fruition. It's not like something I've just... Kind of created and stated would happen. This is proof of the fact that you don't need the Fed. You don't need some giant federal agreement to create. You know, each state, if it's something that they like. In other words, if if half the country here is Democrats and they believe in climate change, and half is so, each state that believes in it can make the necessary adjustments. They can the like it doesn't. I don't know. To me, it's just the the garbage of that the federal government has to do anything. Um, Now, while we're on the topic
1: of, and also it's ineffective. It's ineffective if uh, you know like. If they're, you know, getting the funding and like, okay, we're going to institute this huge program across all of these states um, that everyone has to be on board with. It just it seems, you know, like things kind of work well if you start kind of small and then expand, as opposed to let's let's make this big, you know, huge kind of like blanket thing across everything. And let's see how it works.
0: I agree 100%. Not just that, but also if, like, you take away that as being a role of government, that's what gets, like, a Michael Bloomberg as opposed to running for government going, you know what, I'm going to take on this human issue. I got a ton of capital. I'm going to invest my time in fixing this. As opposed to going the really un... And and
1: he can start, like, in New York State or, you know, like, whatever it is. Or
0: he just has enough money and he's a successful businessman And as opposed to being involved in government, if that's something that's important to you, why don't, like, imagine if government did not deal with these things at all. So then Michael Bloomberg wouldn't even waste time running for government. If this is something he thought was important and fixed, he would just go do it or take, like, health. So maybe as opposed to, like, running for mayor and deciding what sodas you can and can't drink, maybe he could have invested his time and money in creating an educational program for kids so that they don't want to drink soda later in life. You know what, I'm, what yeah. I'm saying is, these people, they don't need to go through government to accomplish what they want to accomplish, and so the mm-hmm. specific example of them doing it in climate change, to me, as a libertarian, is kind of inspiring to see, like, oh, look, we can do this all outside of government. Why not do that? Um, now, while we're on the topic of climate change, so...
1: Oh, right, can I say one more thing? Please. It's like, uh, um, it, it, it's, you can even equate it to, as you're saying, like a, a business like... No business is starting like, you know what? I'm going to open a 1,000 stores. Like, no, you get to a 1,000 stores by starting one and then expanding to five. Expanding to, you know, like, it just makes no fucking sense at all. Right, the way they,
0: like, I, I agree with you 100%, the way they roll out every government program. Um, so it, it,
1: should, it should be, you know, as like a business model as opposed to just like, you know, these large political issues, you know. Affecting themselves as as like global, whatever it is, like a domestic like um, decision, whatever.
0: Oh, right. uh, agreed. Okay, the Pope is ripping on Trump. He goes after Trump, and he compares him to flat earthers over his denial of climate change, and to me that is per <laughs> i fucked up this joke. Can I start it again? You don't care. No one cares.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I
0: yeah, you were ahead. you were spacing out anyways. And I have been drinking yeah. I've been drinking rye whiskey and Rockstar energy drink this whole episode. So, that's a recipe for slurring your words. Cigarettes once we're finished. Um, so the pope, he compared Trump to being a flat earther, flat earther for denying climate change, and that's particularly harsh words from the Pope, as he is the true expert in believing something that isn't true. Burn fucking Pope. Moving on. Um, here's my last topic for the evening. Job openings suggest a skill shortage. They got this issue now. Economy's kind of recooking, and a lot of companies actually can't hire workers. So here was the paragraph from the article. The sharp rise in openings while hirings fell provides some indication that labor markets have tightened so much as to suggest we may be facing a shortage of qualified workers. And I'm here to say I actually don't think that's what's going on. I'm working a shitty job at the moment. I probably might make less than minimum wage, but I have a lot of free time. I get to make my own hours. I show up when I want to show up. And I realize that part of the reason why I'm okay with working the shitty job is that when I got out of college, it it was at the beginning of the Great Recession... It was a terrible economic climate. I think like 30% of college kids in those years ended up going home, living at home. Um, and so I'm just kind of used to things not going well. Like, And what I mean by that is I'm used to living at home. I'm used to not having a family. I'm used to, like a lot of these things that are not normal. Like for instance, I have no goal in life at the moment of having kids or a house i'm not even saying that as a negative i'm just saying i've kind of adjusted to life as a single individual it's kind of what i enjoy i like being responsibility free it's working out for me i think what's going on with some of these companies is that a lot of us kids have just kind of gotten used to being fucking losers and we just kind of like it and they're gonna have a hard time attracting us back to the workforce and it's almost a quality issue of that these companies in bad years um they kind of can't just let workers leave the workforce because you might you might not recapture their interest. You know what I mean? It's like breaking up with the next with like your girlfriend and then a couple years, you know, going oh well I want to be back in the relationship. They're like nah, I'm good. I've heard that of like yeah. um of of homeless kids. I, I, I think just like a comic one said this in a green room. But sometimes these college kids like they start off and like they're just smoking weed and like they kind of get. Well, we, we spoke to a kid two kids on this show who for a portion of life they had a lifestyle where they were sleeping in a park this that or the other and sometimes people they don't fall out of that lifestyle because when you start living a lifestyle where you don't have to show up to work every day you have no responsibilities it's easy for that just to become the norm for you and it's like you just kind of adjust to what the costs of that are the cost of that are not living a normal life and then like showing up and having you're like fuck that i think that's probably part of what's going on in the job market is just people like me are kind of used to not work like that whole dream of a career we've moved on from it and you're not really going to recapture us into the system or that like american dream model i I don't know does that make sense at all yeah it
1: makes sense but it's sad as fuck
0: i don't think it's that sad i think you're like certain people you're so ingrained into the system that that lifestyle make like it's a choice for me i could have stayed on my last job and make about 80 grand a year and you know i could have done that but i'd rather make you know 2030 grand a year and just not really try that's
1: <laughs> all right that's a perfect place to end
0: you mean on just don't try it's not worth it
1: <laughs> yeah well i don't Before think very closing argument sorry. i don't
0: i don't think anyone's i don't think you're going to read any newspaper articles about the people who were not returning to the workforce because they're just like fuck it I've just gotten I've just I've somehow gotten by the last three years without really working why am I going to start really working like eh, I'm okay I wonder how many kids are just like going to be all right I live at home whatever fuck it
1: it's uh not not, not a traditional stance but whatever it's, it's, that's what that's what it uh if that's what's going on I don't know that's
0: yeah, Alright. Any uh any closing statements? I think uh we co- we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Any more beach talk, children's urine? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Alright, your pal, we'll hang out soon. Tell the okay, later. Bye.